0: With international basketball in full swing, today we are going to talk about a few of the top international prospects in the 2023 NBA draft. I have a special, special guest who you're going to be hearing a lot more from in the very near future. Stay tuned. All right, good morning, happy Monday. Shout out to each and every person that has made the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn jobs help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. All right, it is Monday morning and I had a crazy, crazy crazy weekend. I am your host, Rafael Barlow, the director of scouting for NBA Big Board, the founder of NBA Draft Junkies, and a very tired international scout. My last few days have been pretty crazy. Let's see, I did four days in Paris, a day in Amsterdam, flew from Paris to New York, missed my connecting flight because JFK only had four people working in customs so four people working in customs there's a flight from paris and a flight from dublin that landed at the same time so you can imagine there's like four or five hundred people with four people in customs luckily they let me cut in line so i cut in line i cut all these people but then my luggage wasn't ready so between the time that we landed it was like 55 minutes between when we first landed and when the first bag came out go to the first get my bag luckily I was one of the first bags get to security because I had to go through security again. And I am I have status. I was able to cut in line and the gates closed. So long story short, I missed my connecting flight from JFK to Dallas. And the only way to get home was to go from JFK to Miami to Dallas. Long day. So it was really from start to finish. Probably about 20 to 21 total hours of traveling so on top of jet lag and all the traveling i did i got a, a baby that's 10 weeks old so you know he doesn't care so he stays up all night so I've, i'm having a rough time and i have a flight in a few hours to go to las vegas because i'm going to the victor wimbayama and scoot henderson showcase that is the first game is tomorrow so hopefully I'll be able to catch a practice later on today. But anyway, Victor Wimbayama is somebody that I've talked about at length in probably like the last four or five episodes. And in this episode, we're going to talk about other international prospects. And I have a special guest who, like I said in the opening, you're going to be hearing more from him because I think he has a very, very bright future. We're going to be working together in the future. And he was the reason I went to Amsterdam. I went to meet up with him. It is... Xavier van Lierup. Now, did I say Xavier is the English version? How do I say it yeah. in Dutch or oh, in
1: Dutch? <laughs> in Dutch, is van Lierup. I know it's hard for for uh, people in America to use like uh, two names as last name, van Lierup. But uh,
0: yeah, but it's Xavier, yeah. right? Yeah, it's Xavier van Lierop. Xavier family, remember the name. Yeah. All right, let's let's just get right into it. Victor Wimbayama. So I've had a chance to watch him play live twice last week, and you are. I guess I forgot to mention your credentials. I don't want people to think I'm just picking a random, <laughs> a random person out of uh, out of Twitter and bringing them on. So you are an assistant coach with the with one of the Did Dutch it? national teams.
1: Yes, the youth teams. Dutch national youth teams. I'm the head coach of the 3X3 youth, um, also youth teams. And, yeah, well, in my free time, I do – I like to do scouting. I help players. Uh, I do individual training with a lot of international players.
0: Yeah, and I've had a chance to – you know, when I was in um, Amsterdam a few days ago, I watched um, some workouts. He took me to, you know, a a game where some of the younger guys were playing. I got to watch some three-on-three practices – and uh, he, he wants to be involved in, in scouting and in coaching and someone that a lot of the international scouting services in Europe have a lot of respect for. So once I, you know, heard about him, I had to make the connection. So anyway, let's let's just get right into it. What were yeah, your man. thoughts on Victor Wimbeyama prior to this season and what he has shown so far this season? Are you a little bit surprised by some of the growth that he's made over the past few months?
1: Well, actually not. I Well, I expected this because um, you always see, like, those little clips as he's working out with pros. He's working out with NBA trainers. Um, last season he was working out while well, he played for, for Asphalt, so he had a lot of good experience. So for me, it was not really a surprise that He's already, like, dominating uh, his first preseason games. And I think we can expect more tomorrow against the G League team, Ignite
0: team. All right, so how do you think he'll he'll play in this setting, this showcase? It's like this unique situation where it's, it's an exhibition game. It doesn't count on anybody's record. But there's so much to prove. I mean, Victor is likely coming in with the mindset that, I am clear-cut clear number one, the top pick. Scoot Henderson, who is a lot of people, including myself, assume he is Victor's biggest challenge or competitor to go number one, has to feel like this is my opportunity to show that I am the best prospect in the 2023 class. And then you have other guys, you know, from City Sissoko to Leonard Miller, you have you know, everybody has something to prove in this game that absolutely means nothing. So, just based off of a prediction, what are your thoughts on on this particular matchup?
1: Yeah. So for me, um, like you said, there's not a lot of you know you have nothing to lose, but there's still a lot of pressure for a lot of yeah for some athletes for Scoot Henderson for for Cities and Soko for Wemba to showcase is his skill set, his, why he is the number one pick. Um, I think this setting will be perfect for him, All right, they, This will be, um, to, you can see now, like how he will play in an NBA setting um, against NBA uh, veterans, against NBA um, top picks um, with NBA rules, with an NBA court. So I think this will really show, will be a really good showcase for him to see where he stands in, Against NBA, old NBA players, or yeah, upcoming NBA rookies.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting simply because the, the Metropolitans have, I mean, they've played games. They've played at least three regular season games. they played multiple preseason games. They've practiced. They've had yeah. training camp. While the Ignite hasn't played, I mean, this yep. team is, was just officially announced a few days ago. So you have to imagine the advantages going to the Metropolitans. But then again they had a long travel trip i mean i left i left uh paris saturday morning i believe their flight was a few hours before mine hopefully they didn't have the same travel issues that i had but they're they're probably dealing with a little bit of jet lag simply because i mean they they've they probably have not even been here 48 hours yet and then they have a game in another 24 another 24 to 36 hours so i still say that they have they have their advantages now. Outside of Scoot and and Wimbayama, is there anybody else in this particular game that you are going to be paying close attention to?
1: Oof, oh, I'm I'm a big fan of Chidi Um I played against him as a you know as a coach when I was in Spain when he played for Basconia uh, in the youth uh, Spanish Championship. Um, as I'm playing real life, this guy is physical, uh, already, like, up there, grown. Yep. That's a good shot, can facilitate. Uh, like, you know, this is those no-look passes in the open court. Will be – I would love to see him in this game. Um, also in the Nike Hoop Summit, I like his – I like his presence. I like how he played. I like how, how he run – how he pushed the ball. So, I will watch him a lot. I will watch him a lot this season also, so –
0: One of the reasons that I was really looking forward to working with you is because not only do you have a background scouting, but you have a background as a coach. And I think that coaches see the game a little bit different than scouts. So from your coach's perspective, as someone that has coached against Sissoko, what is it about him that stands out to you?
1: And how he got his teammates involved, um, just his presence, man. Like his winning character, he he's, he has the ball, and you already know he's like, I'm gonna dominate. I'm gonna score when he has the ball. When he grabs the rebound, when he gets up, he's so aggressive. You see his mental toughness. Um, you can see that up close on the court, you know. So when you play against him and you try to do some different defensive schemes on him, um, you just see like how he adapts. Oh, you you're hatching now. All right, no problem. I will split. I will split. Uh, split the pick a roll, or um, you are dropping, cool, no problem. I will just you know pull up, go for pull up jumper. Those things are, you see those those things up close, and then you you recognize that you see like this guy has also some basketball IQ.
0: Yeah, I I liked him a lot. I was hoping to watch him play when I was on my European tour last year. I didn't get a chance to because. When I was in Spain, I was there in November and they started to shut everything down because of, um, I guess, the outbreak of COVID again. So I, di- I didn't get a chance to watch them live. So that's one of the, the regrets I have for last season. But I want to talk to him, talk talk to you a little bit more about City. But I have to tell the audience about LinkedIn. And that's because these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and free. So I am a person that before I went on my self-employed journey, I used to post jobs on LinkedIn or apply for jobs on LinkedIn and post my, my resume on LinkedIn. And the connections on LinkedIn are incredible. So if you're a company... Add your job. And if you add hiring, hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile, you can spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and more importantly, who you'd like to hire. That's why if you're a small business, it is very important for you to work with a company like LinkedIn because LinkedIn is rated as the number one company in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors linkedin jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster so post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nba that is linkedin.com slash locked on nba to post your job for free thank you so much for making locked on nba big boy your first listen of the day now make sure you check out the ultimate pro basketball preview which starts October 10th. It is a six-episode extravaganza to help you ready for the NBA season. The local team experts and the NBA insiders of the Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey, all combining into one Ultimate NBA Preview. So starting October 10th, search for the Ultimate Pro Basketball Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Once again, you are listening to Locked on NBA Big Board Podcast. This is Rafael Barlow with my guest Xavier Van Leer. All right, so City Sissoko, do you have him as a first round pick? And if so, what range do you think he is? Someone that with a strong showing could sneak into the back end of the lottery. Do you think he's a mid first round pick, or do you think he's somewhere in the in the twenties?
1: I have him in. To be honest, I have him in my twenties, mid first round um because he the thing with me is i he already practiced uh with the first team with pro professional players um right now he's going to practice and play with professional players in the nba setting so i i think he will adapt very quickly man so he will showcase his talent um in the g league so i his development will go through the roof man this this season. That's why I think he will like maybe I think maybe he has a good chance to go mid first round or 20s.
0: All right. If you're a coach, which you are a coach, what position do you play him at? Do you try to play him as your primary ball handler or do you kind of play him as like a secondary ball handler? And it's just a, a guy that's like a weapon that you can use all over the floor.
1: Yeah, I will use him as a secondary ball handler probably, especially when he's still so young. Um not just I, I don't I would not throw him like into the deep root really really quick, really fast. But um I will play him as a secondary ball handler, uh shoot open jumper, shoot open three pointers, attack closeouts, uh go for rebounds, get up, um play a lot of one on one, and sometimes I will put him in settings, play him in as primary ball handler. Let him play let him play pick a role so he can he can you know, I can learn it, he can adapt to that, and so on later we will I will definitely play him as a as a primary point guard ball handler in like three, four, five years when he developed it.
0: Yeah, he has the tools. I mean six eight, two hundred and twenty pounds, still only eighteen years old. He fits this modern day NBA oh. of this positionless basketball where versatility is i mean it's so important now for for me the biggest concern is the shooting and the shot selection so i feel like there's potential with the shot but the percentages can be a little down because sometimes i feel like he takes tough shots what what are your thoughts on his shot selection
1: yeah yeah i think i think too so that's why as a coach, I would say start with, you know, corner three-pointers, open three-pointers, spot-ups. Um, you know, the, the league is like a heavy, heavy three-point shooting league now. But for me, I think you see the potential. You see the form. Um, you see he can knock down open shots. You see he can, you can even see he can knock down, like, contested jumpers off the dribble. But, yeah, there's some defenders. They, they need some work on his shot creation or an end shot selection. Um, But also, you know, one of the the positive things, I think, is like he can switch on like one, two, even three, um, the three positions. He can switch on those, you know, he can switch on the one, he can switch on the two, he can switch on the three guard-to-guard screens, he can switch that. So, you know, for a guard, he's really big, strong, fast, so yeah, I think that's why he can fit in. in I ADA.
0: agree. Yeah, there's so much intrigue. And then you look at like Dyson Daniels, for example. Dyson Daniels wasn't someone that we thought, at least me personally, and a lot of people that covered the draft didn't think he was going to be a top 10 pick. And yeah. some may feel like City has more tools than, than, than Dyson Daniels. He's definitely bigger at 6'8", 220, at least stronger, physically stronger. All right, the next prospect I want to talk to you about, he is not – participating in this Ignite versus Metropolitans game, but he's a French prospect, another French prospect. It is Ryan Rupert, who is playing in Australia right now. In my opinion, he represents your typical 3 and D wing. He has a ridiculous wingspan. If I'm not mistaken, I hear it's like 7'3 or something like that.
1: Yeah, man, I got
0: 7'3. 73 73 wingspan and he's i mean i think he's listed at like 67 maybe it's yep. it's it's crazy that he has such a long wingspan at that height i mean it, I mean, he, he has to play basketball. Like, I mean, you can't be a regular guy with that wingspan. How are you going to go buy a suit, <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> so uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to watching him play so far. He's had a few strong games in the Australian NBL. What are your thoughts on him? And before you get into that, have you had a chance to coach against him? No,
1: not against him, man. I only saw him play at the ANGT and uh on the 18th European Championship. It's the only two times I saw him play. But I watched his dad. You know his his dad, like is like is was a good, really good athlete in France, man. Really good basketball player. And so his you, sister too
0: just won a, a championship with the uh, in yeah. the WNBA. So it's a exactly. basketball family.
1: Exactly. So th- those those things, you know, you can see like um, he's very lanky, athletic, but still his and his wingspan. You can see it with his shot. He has like a high, uh, high release point, almost impossible to touch block uh but his such, such selection is also at times very poor man not a really efficient three-point shooter i don't know if you watch the like the european championships yeah. you can see that doesn't draw a lot of foul so not very physical but he's very quick has a good sense of spacing on the open court um he can s- switch very fast from defense into offense like his dad he has quick hands good feel for where the ball's going very disruptive in passing lanes um, showed flashes of solid rebounding position, but really needs to improve that. Man, not really a high uh, rebound. I had like what only average like two point nine rebounds. Yeah. Um, at HGT, three rebounds in the European Championship for somebody with that wingspan. Needs to be more. That that can be like a you no know, an upside. Um, I'd like to see him more in a situation where he drives and just stops on the dime and shoots players. No use the use the wingspan. Um, he already uses it in defense, like you see. To use it more in offense, so but with those long arms, he can finish around, finishes around players. Man, I like players type of players like this. Yeah, it's long funny guards with long arms. Man, I like it.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, NBA scouts like so. When I when I watch this film, I I noticed like of course the wingspan is long. I mean, it looks like he can scratch his knees standing straight up without bending down. And he is somewhat of a wing ball handler. He's kind of like most European players where they're very versatile and skilled. Like they have a little bit of everything in their game. And um, it's weird because like in the States, you see guys and we we put them in a box as 3 and D wings. And usually if they're a 3 and D wing, that means they probably can't handle the ball. They probably can only just stand in the corner, shoot threes, and they defend. Rupert is like a 3 and D wing, but he does have some ball handling. You can tell that in his development, he had time like preparing or playing as a pick and roll ball handler. So I do think that he has that. I have him as a capable shooter, but not consistent shooter. And now, do you have any concerns about like his shot being a little slow? Like there's kind of like a like a dip in the shot, even though the the finish is high. I feel like yeah. there's, like, a little dip that kind of doesn't allow him to fully, fully take advantage of his wingspan. Yeah. A little too much of
1: a dip, right? I think a lot of good shooters dip, but I think this dip is, like, maybe too long. Yeah. So that's why he maybe see some problems with his shot in uh, in the NBL.
0: Yeah. And I think more so off the dribble. I think that's yeah. where, when you mention like, um, you know, you like to see him, you know, get to the pull-up. I think that's where the the dip is kind of a little bit. Yeah. But even though he has shown flashes as being an effective pull-up shooter, but I would like to see him add a little bit more offensive creativity. So I, when I look at guys, I, I, I look at what they can do, what they do well, and then I think about, well, if he just added this, he could be yeah. really good. And for him, I, I think, like, at the minimum, he's going to be your – yeah, disruptive defender, a guy that's gonna knock down open shots. But I want to see him add some shake and bake, some offensive creativity, some one-on-one skills. Because if he adds that, yeah. you know, like he has a major advantage over wings that are guarding him because he can just get to his spots and elevate over the top. So yeah, that's that's my thoughts on, on repair. All right, before we get into the next segment, I gotta talk to you about a bit of line. I'm heading to Vegas. And then you know, when you think of Vegas, you think of betting. And if you're betting and you can't make it to Vegas, go to betonline.net because that is your number one source for football betting this season. You can find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-date scores for every sport out there. It is the fastest and the easiest way to check on all of your favorite games events which includes Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to betonline.net and use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online is where the game starts. All right, last segment. We talked about three French prospects for the most part. Now let's switch it up. have a couple guys that I want to get your opinion on. All right, first, let's talk about James Nagy. I talked about him on my last podcast that I did on Friday. Now, James is someone that when I first saw him play last year in Spain, because I I had moved to Barcelona at the beginning of the season, and my whole purpose of going to Spain was because I felt like Spain had the most NBA prospects in their system. I think France has the most homegrown in a sense, which some people can argue that they're really (laughs) – that's a whole different story. And then Spain has so many prospects coming from all over. So with Najee, I was not impressed by him when I watched him play with the Barcelona Juniors. I thought that, you know, he was bigger, stronger, faster, more athletic than everybody else. They were giving the ball in the post and it just led to some very ugly post possessions because he doesn't have great touch around the rim, not really polished as a low post player. But you can't deny the size, the athleticism. I mean, this dude is a, a... for lack of a better term, he's a beast. He is a Hulk. I really mean, man. I, And at the time he was like 17. I was like, how do you get these muscles upon muscles when you're <laughs> 17 years old? Like, what? And Europe is not known for having great weight programs. So this is all natural, God-given strength. And he ended up moving up and playing with the Barcelona senior team. Looked like a totally different player. I mean, he's I mean, he was he's effective. He he had an impact in some games. He's like your, your typical physical rim runner, has vertical pop. What are your thoughts on James?
1: Yeah, man, like you said, he's in the, when he plays with the pros, you will get – well, he, you see he's surrounded with some, like, more quality players. So you see they will give him the ball when he runs the ball. Um, he's more fast than, and mobile than most of the bigs that are guarding him, like the, those old pro players. You know, yeah. so you see he's just slipping around them and grabbing the rebounds, putbacks. He's hungry he looks more hungry. He looks more,
0: yes, more motivated, uh,
1: aggressive. yeah more motivated yeah. exactly, especially when, man, his like his debut, and he was all over the place, blocking shots, grabbing rebounds, running. But um, I wish I was at a couple of uh, like Barcelona practices. So you see they put a lot of effort in him in to teach him in how to work in the low post. It's, he has not really like soft hands, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he, so when he has the ball on the post, it's like one drop step, dunk, one drop step, dunk all the time. So now they're working more on his post footwork and the soft hands, um, hook shots on the board, hook shots without the board. Um, I feel like, yeah, he's a freak athlete, but he needs to develop more IQ. So when he's in the post, you see like a double team, kick it out. You just see at times he's just reading that too slow.
0: Yeah. And that's why I'm kind of confused in a sense because his flaws are very obvious when you watch him against his age group. But then when you saw him against like the older guys, they didn't give him the ball in the post. So yep. he didn't have to like read double teams in a sense. All he did was screen move. And the yep. thing that I like about him was that he was very good at finding gaps in, in the defense. Like he knows how to move to the spot to where he makes himself available to where he can get an easy dunk, because that's all you're going to really get from him is dunks and putbacks and just energy and hustle plays. So it's like he already has a defined skill set and a defined role in the NBA. But again, like I said in the last segment, there's always something where you feel like, all right, he has this, if he can add that. My thing is, I don't know if he can. I don't think that he has the touch to where he is going to be a guy that you can give the ball to. And even yeah. exploit a mismatch and say, you know, drop in a soft baby hook or mm-hmm. or um or I
1: don't, maybe pop out and like a mid range mid.
0: Yeah, I don't no? see him being like even short corner or or you know yeah. pick and pop guy. But again, the the good thing is he has a skill set to hang his hat on. That's the most important thing in the NBA. Yeah. Get your foot in the door, make your money there, and then kind of try to add on <laughs> later on to your game, which is better than guys that in my opinion, have so many things that they're good at, but not that one specific skill set, which is kind of like a perfect transition into the last player that I want to talk about, and it is Rocco Bacacin. Ooh, uh, yeah. We talked about him briefly when I was in Amsterdam, and um, you're concerned about his injuries. You're saying that he just can't stay healthy. Yeah, man. What, what are your thoughts on his move to uh, Girona this year? He'll be playing in Spain, so he'll be playing yep. with Marc Gasol. I think that's definitely going to help him out. What, what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on him? I mean, he seems like he's been on the radar for like the last two years. And I yep. thought he probably could have got drafted two years ago. What are your thoughts on Rocco?
1: Yeah. yeah so that's what my that's my concern. He dropped out because of his injury, injury in his ankle, right? He didn't play uh, a lot last season because of his ankle. I was already like a big fan since I saw him on the 16th European Championship, man, when he won the European Championship against Spain against Garuba. Yeah, the game was insane. It was amazing. High basketball IQ. Um lost drive the straight lane. Uh pass out of the post. Athletic of you can jump of two feet, one feet, um, soft hands, nice touch, running hooks.
0: Big hands.
1: Big hands. Yeah. has a great feel. Um, you know, it reminds me a little bit of like a, I don't know, like a little bit of Kevin Love, young uh-huh. Kevin Love player, uh, outlet passes, pool court outlet passes. Um, you can just see the potential, man. One of his other things I'm worried about is his shot. You see a lot of potential in his shot, but you know, once he cuts the shot and he his release, went, sometimes it's too late. He he shoots when he's already going down. Yeah, like when you're you playing NBA, started.
0: NBA two K, yeah. you hold on to the yeah. button too long. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> exactly like that sometimes. But yeah. you see the potential. His form is good. He he can shoot open open three pointers. Uh, pick and pop he has this like being strong heavy legs and there's also like one of my concerns is like he will maybe maybe be too slow against quicker guards but once you have to switch on like a Jar Morant or Dame Lillard this guy might have a problem man
0: well I think everybody has a problem with those guys but I get what you're saying he could be a guy that they target every play while he's Mm -hmm. in and just and just kind of go at him and attack especially when you watch the playoffs. That's what the NBA playoffs is all about, exploiting yeah. mismatches. If they see a weak link, they're going at it. But I exactly. like him, man. I just I just hate the fact that he had such a buzz 2 years ago and it just seems like it is going down and down. He's kind of forgotten. So I'm hoping that he yeah. kinds of not kinds of, but I'm hoping that he has a big season and reintroduces himself to everybody that has kind of written him off. But of course, he has to stay healthy. But I think yep. he's in a good situation with, with Mark Gasol as, you know, yeah. playing as a as a mentor and kind yeah. of showing him um, the ropes and, and just kind yeah. of helping him out. So I think he's in a really, really good situation there. Uh, I know um, – go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, he's also playing under, like, a legendary coach, uh, Aito Garcia. I don't know if you know him, but head coach of the national team, uh, Olympics. Um, you know, coach of Alba Berlin, head coach of Alba Berlin, head coach of Juventud, Barcelona legendary coach so i think he will have a lot of help from gasol from his coach there are it's some other situations. yeah a good situation also yeah, and playing I, acb I, only domestic league
0: yeah so I, would I know be one, so heavy. that was which is true um very true that it's, it's kind of like the same with win playing in, in with the Metropolitans. Yeah. he's he's only playing in one league and once a week and when yeah. has some, not as major, but some injury concerns. And I think playing once a week helps um, will help him stay healthy as opposed to playing twice a week. Exactly. Well, well man, I really, really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Uh, we're we're going to do this at least once a week, once every couple of weeks. Talk about the international prospects. And there's really not too many people better at knowing the international game as far as the the younger prospects than my man Xavier, who also has a coaching background. So he's giving you his analysis and insight from the mindset of a scout and a coach, which I think is very, very valuable. Because a lot of times when you look at it as from the vision of a scout, you can be so focused on, on of course, like upside and what they can and can't do. But when you're a coach, you kind of see it like... This is what he does in the X's and O's situation. So I, th- I think that'll be really, really beneficial. But well, once again, shout out for, to each and every person for making this NBA Big World Podcast your first listen of the day. Now, I'd advise you to check out, especially right now with NBA season around the corner, check out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Show with Josh Lloyd. And Josh, I mean, I, I, I'm not being... <laughs> dishonest when I say this. He has the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet, the whole wide world, and it is free and it is available wherever you get your podcast. So once again, thank you so much and also thank you to everybody that has subscribed to the NBA Big Board Newsletter. The, the, The money that I'm getting from the subscriptions, I am using it to go right back into the scouting world. That's how I am able to go to France and go to Vegas because I'm independent. I mean, I don't have a team paying for my flights and put me in five-star hotels and flying first class. I'm, I'm out here <laughs> kind of, I'm out here winging it. And, you know, for when I went up to meet with Xavier in Amsterdam, I took a bus, six hours, took a, took a bus. But it's all for, at least in my opinion, it's all for the, the greater good of this podcast and my newsletter and scouting and so on so check it out nbabigboard.com i have some good stuff coming up in the very near future but once again it's rafael barlow had my man xavier van lier yes sir thank you for having me here man no problem anytime we do it again very soon and we are out